0: What's up friends lee here with the big three idp and welcome back to another week of the injury report thankful to have another week of football and another opportunity to research and analyze some injuries with you guys just an absolutely wild week two we had with injuries i don't know if i've ever seen anything like that with so many people going down i wanted to give a heartfelt shout out to the 49ers who were just absolutely crushed in week two with injuries reports out of san francisco say they'll be putting out their jv team this weekend all jokes aside, it seemed like every single game I watched was stopped every other play with somebody going down, whole lot of injuries to talk about, so we'll jump into it here. Kicking it off on the offensive side of the ball, new players added to the IR. First off, we've got running back Christian McCaffrey added to the IR with a high ankle sprain. He'll be out four to six weeks. So that's the good news. He won't be out all season. Next up, Giants running back Saquon Barkley out for the year with a torn ACL. A lot of you guys are familiar with what an ACL is, but I just want to jump into it a little bit more here just to give you guys a little bit more context, a little bit more information. So a ligament connects bone to bone, whereas a tendon connects muscle to bone. So your ACL is the main stabilizing ligament in your knee, which connects your thigh bone, which is your femur, to your shin bone, which is your tibia. It's not able to heal itself after... An injury like most ligaments are just because it doesn't have an actual blood supply going to it. So if your ACL is torn, unless it's like a mild 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 sprain chances are you're going to need surgery and that surgery is going to be a reconstruction so they can't just straight up repair ACLs at this point they actually have to go in take out your whole ACL and put in a cadaver um, ligament there so non-athletes can live their life without an ACL you can walk with it the pain will subside after a while you' it's going to be a little less stable but if you're a pro athlete it is absolutely vital A little bit of a counterpart here Colt's wide receiver Paris Campbell found himself on the IR with a sprained MCL so your MCL runs along the inner edge of your knee and its primary job is to re- prevent hyperextension inward. It also functions to further stabilize the knee and actually help it rotate. So it's medial, which means it's more into the center of your body. It will actually heal on its own eventually, unlike the ACL we just touched on with with Saquon there. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Broncos, now on the IR with also a torn ACL. He'll be out for the season. Sterling Shepard, a little bit of a surprising addition. Wide receiver for the Giants, he's on IR with some turf toe. And then a fun little addition here, Josh Lambeau, kicker for the Jaguars, found himself on the IR as well. We'll flip it over to the defensive side of the ball here. So 49ers, defensive ends, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas, both out for the season with an ACL tear. Anthony Barr, linebacker for the Vikings, also found himself on the IR with a torn pec. He'll be out for the season. Lastly here, cold safety Malik Hooker. He tore his ACL, found himself on the IR. He'll be done for the season. Now, in week one, when we went over Marlon Mack's injury with his Achilles, I think I just told you guys that it was he was done for the year. Achilles tear is awful. But we'll jump into why that's actually so. So your Achilles is one of the largest tendons in your body that connects your calf to your heel. So like we talked about, tendon connects muscle to bone there. It controls a ton of critical movements like bursts, jumping, explosions, pivots, cuts, and it also provides elasticity and recoil along with shock absorbance in your foot. It takes a beating and if it's ruptured anything athletic is basically disabled. This really is one of the most devastating injuries for athletes just because that tendon does hold a lot of weight. It is critical in movement. It's going to require surgery 100% of the time. And rehab after surgery takes about 10 to 12 months. And even then, you're not going to get back to 100%, usually until the year after that surgery is complete. Moving on to players who were ruled out for week three here, Michael Thomas, Saints wide receiver. He'll be out again with that ankle injury. It's possible he comes back next week. Look for the reports, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Tight end for the 49ers, George Kittle will be out with a slightly sprained MCL and a bone bruise that he's dealing with possible he comes back next week as well so just keep an eye on the reports there AJ Brown Titans wide receiver out again this week with a knee bone bruise I would look to week four reports are looking like he'll come back for week four Christian Kirk's going to be out this week for the cards with a groin injury looking like he'll come back next week Raheem Moster out this week for the 49ers he's got an MCL sprain Shanahan has optimism that it's not going to be an extended injury but definitely keep an eye out on that one as he'll be out this week Tevin Coleman's going to be looking at some IR time I assume he's got a knee injury he'll be out this week likely extend that into next week and the following weeks Zach Moss Bill's running back out this week with a toe injury it's likely he'll be back next week Drew Lock, quarterback out with a shoulder injury Reports are that he'll be out likely two to six weeks, but the good news is they haven't put him on the IR, so it'll likely be less than or equal to about three weeks there. Raiders wide out. Henry Ruggs out this week with a knee injury after being a bit unproductive last week with that same injury. Look for him to be back week four. Cam Akers running back for the Rams is going to be out with the rib injury that knocked him out of the game last week versus the Eagles on that first drive there. James White this week. He'll be out running back for the Patriots for personal reasons. Prayers up to James White and his family there. Jets wide receivers Brashad Perryman and Jamison Crowder were both ruled out this week. Perryman has an ankle injury while Crowder is still dealing with that hamstring that kept him out in week 2. Look for their return week 4, but definitely keep an eye on Crowder as he has that hamstring injury. Jalen Ragers looking at probably some IR time here. He tore a ligament in his thumb, I believe. He's headed for surgery, so look for him on the IR soon. Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey was ruled out this week with the foot injury. The good news is he was seen on the field this week, so that is a good sign. There's a possibility he returns next week, but I would look towards week five. Even so, if he does come back, I probably wouldn't start him then just because you have no clue what's going to be going on there, and he likes to come into games and get hurt and leave them immediately. Lastly, we got a couple quarterbacks here. The handsome one, Jimmy G, out of the 49ers, is going to be out this week with what was reported as a high ankle sprain. We talked about a high ankle sprain and why it's pretty bad last week. Shanahan reported that it's not that bad. We'll see. Normally, if you rush out a high ankle sprain, it leads to further damaging, further tears, so we'll see about Jimmy G here. And then Tyrod Taylor, quarterback for the Chargers, is going to be out this week, out indefinitely with a lung injury. He had a punctured lung after a pain-killing injection for cracked cracked ribs that he suffered in week one, um, which sounds pretty on par for Chargers team doctors there. Looking at the defensive side of the ball here for players that were ruled out, there's not a whole lot going on just because the defensive players that we already touched on that got hurt in week two were already put on the IR, so we already hit on them a little bit. But safety for the Falcons, Ricardo Allen will be out this week with an elbow injury His return could be likely Week 4. Geno Atkins, again, will be out this week for the Bengals. Look for his return Week 4. Nick Kwiatkowski, linebacker for the Raiders, will be out this week for a pectoral injury. His possible return will be Week 4. Drake Greenlaw linebacker for the 49ers will be out as well as d ford who is a defensive end for the 49ers they both will be out Greenlaw is dealing with a little quad injury and d ford still has that back neck injury going on their return could possibly be week four and then lastly olivia vernon defensive end for the browns will be out with an abdomen injury look for his return possibly next only a few players listed as doubtful heading into the weekend. Wide receiver for the Packers, Devontae Adams, with a hamstring injury, was listed as doubtful. I don't see him playing this week. There was reports from LaFleur saying, quote, he's probably doubtful, unquote. They wanted to give him the weekend to see how he feels, but I doubt he plays this week. Phillip Lindsay, running back for the Broncos, again doubtful with the toe injury. Good news is he wasn't put on the IR, so they're likely looking at a return next week or the week after, We'll flip it over to defense here. Defensive end for the Chargers, Melvin Ingram, doubtful with a knee injury. He had some time off this week, but the injury actually worsened throughout the week. So I doubt he plays. Look for next week. And his teammate, linebacker Nick Vigil, was doubtful with a groin injury. He didn't practice all week, so the Chargers will likely be without him this weekend. Now we will look into some players that were questionable. We'll start off with a big one. Julio Jones, wide receiver for the Falcons, listed as questionable with a hamstring. Bad news is he's a game-time decision. Good news is he's an early Sunday game. I have one golden rule, and that is don't start anyone if they say they're not 100%. Julio Jones has come out and said that he's not going to be 100% if he plays, but I also have the other golden rule of start Julio Jones if he plays. So I'm going to be starting Julio if he plays. If he doesn't play, I'll have to pivot. But we'll get in a little bit here. He didn't practice all week, but he's been known to do that. Reports are that he's in the game plan. He knows his body well enough to tell if he'll be able to go. So if he's in there, you're probably going to have to start him. I believe he plays this week. He's been known to tough some injuries out. Even if he's not 100%, I'm going to have to start him there. Next up, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller were reported questionable for the Raiders here. They didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, but they did practice limited on Friday. Good news is it was reported to be a load maintenance thing, so look for Jacobs and Waller to be out there tomorrow. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver for the Lions, listed as questionable with that same hamstring that kept him out week one and week two. He got some practice in this week for the first time since week one. He was limited yesterday, but he is expected to play this weekend. He's come out and said he's not 100% going into week three, but if you can pivot, I would pivot. Look for a possible snap count. My advice would be to hold off, see what happens if he does play, but if you do need him, he will be available. Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Broncos, questionable with the rib injury. He was a full practice participant yesterday, so he should be good to go. Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins, questionable with a neck injury and possible concussion. He was limited yesterday, but the bad news is he's a Monday night game, so I would pivot just to be safe. And finally, questionable for offense, Patriots wide receivers Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman. Nikhil, questionable with the ankle, which is different than the shoulder injury he had last week. Julian Edelman on there with that knee again. Both of them are expected to play. Reports seem like they're a load maintenance thing. Same thing as last week after a hard-fought Seahawks game, so I would expect them to play. We'll jump over to the defensive side of the ball here. We'll start off with Bills linebackers Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, Both questionable. Edmonds still dealing with the shoulder injury and Matt Milano dealing with the hamstring injury. Good news, Matt Milano practiced full yesterday while Tremaine practiced limited. Both of them should be available tomorrow. Falcons defensive end Dante Fowler did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, but he was limited yesterday. They give him a pretty good chance to suit up, but I would have a backup ready just in case he doesn't go. Next up, the king of the injury report, Khalil Mack. On there again with the knee injury. He lives on the injury report, but he'll be good to go for tomorrow. Some good news here. Mac Wilson, linebacker for the Browns, found himself questionable after being out week one and week two with a knee injury he sustained from camp. He was limited yesterday, but even if he does play, I wouldn't start him just to see how things go. He'll likely have a pitch count. Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence found himself as questionable with a knee injury and personal reasons. He did just have a... DeMarcus Lawrence, defensive end for the Cowboys, found himself as questionable with a knee injury and the birth of his new baby girl, so congratulations D-Law there. He missed Wednesday, Thursday. I think he plays even though he only saw 37% of the snaps last week, so be cautious and have a backup ready regardless. Shooting over to Kenny Clark for the Packers, questionable with a groin injury. Clark was limited yesterday, reported to be a game-time decision, but I believe he'll be out there. Fletcher Cox, questionable for the Eagles with an abdomen oblique injury. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, but he was limited yesterday. Reports say he's a game-time decision, but my guess is that he plays. The Eagles are 0-2. The Bengals are going to be coming in trying to establish the run game with Mixon, so he'll likely be needed. So look for look for Fletcher to be out on the field tomorrow. We'll end our questionable list with the D.E. Tandem out of New Orleans. Trey Hendrickson and Marcus Davenport, both questionable Trey Hendrickson is dealing with a groin injury while Marcus Davenport is still dealing with that elbow. Reports are that Marcus Davenport is setting himself up for return. He was limited Thursday and Friday, but I think he'll go. Hendrickson was limited yesterday. Not too much to report on him, but it is looking like he will play tomorrow. Look for actually a pretty good rotation between the both of them. Hendrickson has looked pretty good in Davenport's absence, so I imagine they'll utilize both of them. Lastly, we'll end on a good note here. A couple wide receiver duos got the good to go with no designation. Steelers wide receivers Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster, both good to go. They'll be healthy, no designation for tomorrow. And then Bears wide receivers Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller will be good to go for tomorrow as well. That's it for the week three injury report. We got through a ton of names today. Hopefully week three isn't as bad as week two was a little interesting note to end on here. The 49ers are actually playing back-to-back games at MetLife stadium. The NFL had inspections of the turf there and gave them the all clear. So hopefully the 49ers can stay healthy there. As always, you can find me on Twitter at big three underscore injury. Thanks for listening. Huge week of injuries, so make sure you and your friends stay up to date on the latest injury news. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. Looking forward to talking to y'all next week. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run.